0: Okay, well, let's hear the story, because you and I did a podcast a long time ago, and I was just recording them on the phone, um, but not since we've been doing video. So w- w- what's your background? What was your career, and how did Silencer Shop become
1: a thing? You know, it, it really sort of started by accident. I, I was a computer programmer for just over 20 years.
0: You don't look like a nerd. That's surprising. <laughs> Dave Matheny. Most innovative person in firearms, if you ask me. In fact, right, I've said that on other podcasts. Thomas, no, you do. Thomas doesn't remember our podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> silencer shop, you guys have done so many awesome things for our industry, and I'm very grateful. Besides selling lots of silencers that make me money. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so what's uh, so what's going on with you?
1: You know, I mean, th- this year, I think the whole year has kind of been defined by e-forms, right? It's a, you know, the promise of 90 days and that didn't get <laughs> delivered on. It's a, now we're up to like seven months, which is still shorter than paper, but it's a disappointment over what people expected, right? I, I'm it's hoping, ridiculous. That's right. I, I mean, agree.
0: I've said it before when, you know, um, how old am I? Almost 50 now. So 30 years ago, the paper forms where they had to do it on like, the microfish, the stuff up it was 60 days for a form four yeah and now it's all automated and it's
1: seven months is that what you're saying it is yep seven months jesus christ we expect that to start going down this month but uh just because right now they're so focused on paper forms which for whatever reason they want to get the paper forms caught up to last december once they do they're going to go back to e-forms right now they're hardly approving any at all we should punish people that are still using paper. Like go green. What the hell's wrong with everyone? No, they're focused on paper from before eForms launched, so they're still working. They're trying to get paper caught up to last December. Do you think this is intentional that they don't fund the NFA branch? You know, I I think, I think ATF is using this as a funding grab. I guess
0: oh, so they're slowing everything down so all of our congressmen and senators will complain and they'll be like, oh, we need more money because we need more people.
1: That's my suspicion. And I think Department of Justice has told them they have to approve forms in 90 days. And now they were originally... Now they're not. I think they're going to go to go to Department of Justice and ask for more money without well, even going through Congress. When
0: they told them they had to, like, what's what's the punishment if you don't? Like, what's don't, the consequence?
1: I don't think there is one.
0: That's a problem with regulatory. No yeah. one has a consequence. Yeah. Like, yeah. If I tell you, Dave, when you go home, you better take your trash out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell your wife. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the problem. That's, I think it's a problem with the regulatory. There, there, there's no like individual consequence. Like people aren't held accountable and that's a, that sucks because I understand, you know, when we talk about OSHA, like a need for it at some point or EPA, but, um, yeah, not having consequence for people not doing their work or abusing power.
1: It, it's its horrible. And these these agencies kind of take on a life of their own. And it's not just ATF. It's oh, it's all of them, right?
0: TSA is my least favorite right now. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, I mean, that's, that's the problem we were talking about last night. 9-11, that's how we really lost. Like, TSA, like, I still got... You know, having to take my shoes off and then a guy patting my junk and and then asking me if it's—I told you last night—asked yeah. me if it if I had any sensitive areas right there, and I was like, "Yeah, my dick." But and don't you feel
1: safer? <laughs> I mean, I—I I feel safer.
0: <laughs> he was unwilling to even pat my dick after he yeah. said you have something there. So, so you know, I had a dick bomb or what? I don't know. No, I don't feel safer. I feel like it's ridiculous, and I—I I mean. <sighs> <laughs> regulatory. It's like, yeah, let's create jobs for people that are too lazy to have real jobs. There you go. No, I mean, not ATF. You guys are totally cool and awesome and we need you, <laughs> but TSA, I'd like to kick them right in the junk. <laughs> That's like, right. really? At this point, I mean, we saw right after nine 11, there was even a CSI episode about it. You know, some steroid freak that was doing Coke and then drinking on a plane, like got up and tried to kick the cabin door in and like all of the, The other passengers, they grabbed that dude and stepped on his throat till he was dead. Right. Do we need TSA now? Now we have a whole bunch of moms that are willing to kill someone if they act up on a plane. That's That's all we need. That's way better than TSA. Yeah. Like taking union breaks and, you know, I don't know, x-raying your luggage, which is because I know... um, most of our employees don't listen to the podcast, so some of them are about to go to Africa with me. And speaking of TSA, this is what they're good for, and I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there, and I hope everyone else does this. You should do this to Elliot when you guys travel. So I'm going to get like a giant dildo, and I'm going to wrap it in tinfoil. And would one whoever is unlucky, when we're about to go through TSA that has to go take a pee, I'm going to sneak it into their carry-on and put it through, and they're going to you know come back from taking a pee and... Put it on the little, you know, the x-ray and send it through there. And then they're going to have to, hey, we have to check your luggage. And they're going to pull that thing out in front of all of us. <laughs> that's what TSA is good for. Thanks for the jokes and good times. All right. Fuck you otherwise. Just throw a battery in there. Turn it on right before it goes through the x-ray machine. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, I'm no expert in, um, you know, sexual exploit. But I think that's called a vibrator, Dave. Oh, sorry. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> But somebody on this next trip, Thomas, is totally getting the aluminum foil dildo in the TSA. Like, I'm so irritated with TSA constantly that anything I can do to hassle them, I'm doing it. Yeah. Because they hassle me every time. It's like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just, like, I even wear a belt with a plastic buckle for you guys. That's right. I don't even carry a pocket knife anymore because I lost so many of them in going through security at the airport. I mean, yeah, so 9-11, that's where they were successful. They affected my daily life and the quality of my daily life because I travel so much. You
1: know, but it's so effective. I mean, there are so many stories of people going through with guns. I've gone through with Ooh. a knife myself. You've gone through with a gun. Oh, or, yeah. I mean, let's tell the world. Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. My, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> two times.
0: Two times. And, and, and I will say this. So two times I've gone through with a gun. One time I was arrested. And, you know, which oh, big whoop. Um, and if you I mean, I kind of feel like if you've never been arrested, you are not living up. to That's your potential. right. That's right. Like I like, are you really living? <laughs> but the second time I remembered there was a gun in my bag, my carry on when I was on the plane and we were in the <laughs> air. I was like, oh, my God, like I'm totally going to prison. I felt so guilty. But then it was like, well, fuck them. They didn't do their job. Um. So, anyway, I didn't get arrested for that one. No one ever found out. I mean, until now. But um, so it's happened to me twice. One time I got arrested. One time I flew with the gun, and I gave it to whoever I was going to see when I got there. Nice. Which may or may not have been one of your employees. I'm not saying.
1: But yeah. Hey, I'm sure they appreciated it. Yeah. I mean, it was a
0: Diamondback 380, so I'm not sure how much they appreciated it, but. Um. Anyway. Um, So, okay, well, let's hear the story, because you and I did a podcast a long time ago, and I was just recording them on the phone, Um, but not since we've been doing video. So, what's your background? What was your career, and how did Silencer Shop become a thing?
1: You know, it it really sort of started by accident. I I was a computer programmer for just over 20 years. You don't look like a nerd. That's surprising. (laughs) Man, I I tell you, the funny thing is, I worked so much, and I sat in a cubicle, (laughs) and I was the guy who just wrote code and didn't talk to anybody. And I feel like I could barely have a conversation with anybody at that point. Cause it's, it's like, you're just not used to talking.
0: It's so funny to me because like you are a nerd, but like Ethan's a nerd to me, you know? And it's like two of my favorite people. Like both of you are hilarious. Like Ethan and I had dinner with you last night and, and we're, you, you guys left for us cause Ethan and I went to take a pee and we're walking up the stairs and Ethan's like, isn't Dave funny as fuck? <laughs> I was like, he's so hilarious and most people would never know it. Yeah. Um, So you're sitting in this cube. Yep. You're doing nothing. And then you have a kid and she's like, yo, my man, get out of this cube.
1: So yeah, you know, actually Hallie was not on board with it. So, (laughs) so it's (laughs) a, sometimes women. And when I say sometimes, most of the time they're right. (laughs) That's right. So we, we've got this son that was born deaf in his left ear. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was taking him hunting, you know, a little ADD kid. He probably had to be, you know, call it 10 years old. And he, uh, He'd bounce off the walls, wouldn't wear the muffs. We were worried about the I, hearing in his good ear, right? You guys just met mine, just yeah. like that. <laughs> Yeah. So we, I got a silencer. I don't know if you remember Major Malfunction. Mm. Bought a silencer from Major Malfunction. Yeah, I kissed his...
0: <clears throat> well, never mind.
1: Yeah. And it, that part of it went great. Transferred it to a local dealer who sort of helped with the paperwork, but then went out of business during the wait process. The whole thing was a mess. I actually cornered him at his uh, storage unit. Right? <laughs> And that's how I got my silencer. It was pure luck, right? I almost didn't get it at all. How would you find out about a storage unit? You know, I, I had a... I, it was a lot of, like, tracing him down and figuring out where he was. And I, it was a lot of luck, too. Right. <laughs> so I got the silencer. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to go for, to somebody more reputable. That was actually an M4-2000, my first can. Oh, oh. <clears throat> yep. Thank you. And so, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so it's a... So, the second can, I decided to go to a more established dealer. Um, you know I to... <laughs> so thought you were about to say manufacturer. <laughs> no. Jesus. No, no. But, I, I, yeah. AAC can again. I got a prodigy as the second one. Oh, nice. So, it's uh, I went. Man, I tell you, the guy would not help me at all with the paperwork. Refused so to even many, offer assistance. So many people in our industry. I mean- there's lots of reasons I have love for Silencer
0: Shop, but the idea of a lot of new companies and guys that didn't inherit this industry from their fathers or whatever, our industry sucks. Yeah. Like, like that kind of stuff was so common when, you know, when I was young, too, and to, yeah. So for that to spawn Silencer Shop is wonderful because yeah. people don't understand now, but it used to be you go to a gun store, and if they didn't know you, they hated you and acted like you were a burden and they're doing you a favor by selling you something.
1: It's like you had to prove your street creds. When, <laughs> when you walked into a gun store, you had this conversation of, like, proving that you knew what you, you were talking about oh, before yeah. they'd really even sell you anything, right?
0: With, with the fat, uh, old yeah. gun store owners that, yeah, were yeah, special operator in the Niagara Falls area. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's Idiots. right. I hated
0: them. Ugh.
1: So... Anyway, this, so we we launched Silencer Shop. Well, with, so
0: so you did it as a result of having two experiences <laughs> right. that sucked. They and, were really bad. And you're are you still you're working your day job?
1: Yes, for, honestly, for the first year and a half, I was still working at VMware.
0: Right. What's VMware?
1: VMware is it's a tech company. Any tech person will have heard of it. Anybody who's not a tech person will not have. <laughs> well, well, okay. Well, so you worked at other companies as well within. With tech. tech, yeah, yeah I, I worked at Intel. I worked at AMD. I was always a low level like BIOS firmware guy. Yeah, sure. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, yeah. So, so you start this. So for a year and a half, you're doing both,
1: and yes. your wife's telling you you're an idiot. Pretty much. Yeah. It's a. Uh, and then we had a uh, for the after about six months, we hired a full time employee working in our house. Right, because it got it got. Oh, so you made her really happy. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. After a year, he quit because it was too corporate. It's (laughs) a and I'm like, you're in my living room. You know, my wife makes you a smoothie every day for lunch. How could this be too corporate, right? It's a that it was actually that was pretty crazy. Millennials, there there you go. Um, well,
0: okay, well, so so you started this. So you bought silencers because you had a son that was deaf in one ear. Yes, he wanted to hunt. That's right. So you're worried about his good ear. That's right. That makes sense. Okay,
1: yeah. that's that's responsible parenting. Yeah, there you go. Okay. It's a, I Yeah, I mean, really, it's a. It, it's been a good move, and you know, after after the year and a half, I quit my job. And wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Has it been a good move? Yeah. Let's ask the wife. You sure? <laughs> is it because you're in charge now? <laughs> is Dave happier? Yeah, he is. Are you guys happier? You have more money now. Ni- nicer house than when you were in a cube? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I think both you guys are lucky, but Dave is funny and no one would know it. Yeah, he it he's always been funny, he just low-key yeah. hides it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You fell in love with him because he was funny? Yeah, it definitely wasn't his looks. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Your son was half deaf, she's half blind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. It runs in the family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, genetics, what a motherfucker. Um. Well, I mean, that's awesome to hear. So, did have you ever, or do you want to take this opportunity to tell him he was right and you were wrong? You were right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm of not, course. <laughs> I'm not sure either of those were sincere. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, take your victories where you can get it. That's right. I mean, I mean, and clearly, it's on camera now, so we're good. <laughs> I know. I know everything about women. <laughs> I'm an idiot with women, but um. Well, that's a pretty cool story, though. I mean, it, I mean to me, it's endearing to me that she thinks you're being a dumbass, but she still supports you because she loves you. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so I honor you for that. That's awesome. And, that, and if you hadn't done that, I wouldn't know Dave. And he's one of my favorite people in our whole industry because most of them suck really bad, except Chris Barrett and Trey. You guys are cool. Brett <laughs> Voorhees, I like him. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Dan. We have a few friends now, Thomas. We got a few. There's some cool people in the industry now, but you know you know who they all are, Cause kind of like Thomas. You were not in the industry. You just came in because of this thing, and you created this whole phenomenon, Silencer Shop. I mean, I mean, to me, people can give credit to Advanced Armament or Silencer Co. or whatever, but I give it to Silencer Shop. When I go to Texas to hang out with a buddy, and we go to some ranch, and some 65-year-old guy has got a 243 Winchester in his truck, but it's got a Silencer on it, that's because of Silencer Shop. Yeah. And and, I'm and glad I had you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I love it. And thanks for all the money for college. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. So, so you start this and so you work for a year and a half at yep. this day job, grinding it out because you love your wife and you got these little punk ass kids. That's right. And, um, so, so then what's the point where you're like, you know what? I should probably devote full time to this. I mean, it's probably cause your wife's brilliant.
1: She's like, Hey, it's turning into a thing. <laughs> you know, and we actually had, it, it, at the end, we had 2,000 silencers in our house. They were under everything. We had them under the bed. <laughs> we had them in the closets. They were, like, falling behind stuff. We couldn't find them. It was the biggest mess. Those
0: ATF audits have to be fun.
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> we had an audit when we moved to our first building. And I tell you what, yeah, what a mess. Having, having a vault was a big upgrade, mm-hmm. Right everything stays in this room yeah, yeah that's good <laughs> yeah so okay
0: so you do that so how long wh- when did you start silencer shop
1: that was 2010
0: oh okay so yeah that's like the last year or so i was at AAC. yep
1: there was some overlap there yeah from from maine we launched it in maine what? we were we were on vacation we, we didn't expect it to go anywhere. <laughs> Tech nerds on vacation. <laughs> right. We'll just launch it from here.
0: So you did. And um, so, so what was the first thing you guys did? Like, why would you need silencer shop in 2010?
1: You know, really, my, my goal was not, I didn't even envision even close to what it became. I was thinking help people with transfers in the local area, kind s- of simplify s- the process. So
0: that's what you wanted to do because your two dealers were that's right. shit asses. All right. So, because what I remember is you discovered and pushed that basically you didn't have to show up and do the 4473 in person. So, from my recollection from an outsider, and please correct me, was Silencer Shop was really for Texas and Texas residents because you're right. there in Austin and it's like, "Hey, I'll do your transfer. And you don't have to come get the thing. Like, we'll send the 4473. It's like notarized or whatever. You send That's it right. back, we ship you or silencer to your house." And I'm like, "That is genius." Yeah. I didn't even know who you were. I was like, "Oh God, that guy's awesome. That's great. Let's push ATF." Yo,
1: know, there was that, and there was the discovery. And I don't know how many people knew it before, but you don't. Before 2016, you didn't even have to sign the form four to, to buy a silencer. The customer didn't. So uh, I I didn't know that till right now. We did. I don't know how many tens of thousands of silencer transfers without a single customer signature on them. It was 2016 41F that changed that. Well, why did they have the signature line on there? It was only for individuals. Trusts and corporations oh, didn't even have to sign. People oh, always signed it, so but it wasn't a... required. So that's interesting. So who discovered this? You? Yeah, it was. It was kind of an accident. Probably your wife. I think. Yeah, probably. I think it was my wife. Yeah, she was digging through the law and yeah, kind of told me how that worked. Bored making smoothies for employees. That's right. She's yeah, like, let me look through this law. <laughs> um, but it was on accident. How so? I, you know, I don't even remember the details. It was... That's okay. Yeah. Well,
0: so, what's been the mission from the beginning? How's it changed? What's your mission now with Silencer Shop? Like, what, what is Silencer Shop and those ridiculous... Key- oh, I just did my fingerprints for the first time. <laughs> and, um, yeah, because I'm transferring some stuff to me for the first time in several years. I don't know the last time I did an individual transfer, but I'm doing it now. And uh, did the fingerprints. Actually, at CanCon. Okay. And so the little guy there, I liked him. He was a smart ass. He was funny. I don't know I don't know his name. I don't remember. I've never seen him before. But he helped me with He was doing like three things at once. He was on fire. And, you know, like I, I'm i too dumb to understand some of the prompts. He's like, roll your <laughs> finger. What are you doing? It says roll your finger. I was like, ah. But anyway, so that was pretty cool. I did that. Oh, that's way easier than going to the police department and dealing with um, or the sheriff's department and dealing with the fingerprint squad there
1: yep that's right and once we get your fingerprints they're on file you only have to do it once so then we use buy as many silencers as you want all right you're good so let's go back I rambled a bunch but what was the original mission
0: for you and you know how to devolve what is it now and what are you guys
1: doing and then where do you see it going you know that originally and from the very beginning we said silencer ownership simplified and that, that was the goal. Let's simplify the paperwork. Let's simplify the process. Yeah. It's not hard.
0: Because I think I think that's great because they make it super intimidating for dealers, yeah. for dealers, for individuals, and it seems intentional.
1: Yeah. It, you know, a lot of this stuff, and I feel like over time they keep adding new rules, and it's somewhat of a changing I, regulatory environment constantly, right? Dealers have to keep up with this stuff. Yeah. Customers are a little intimidated, but the reality is, the hardest part about buying is has always been the wait. It's not the process. Yeah, the wait sucks.
0: The wait sucks, and I, I can say when I started, when I fell in love with silencers, and um, I started pushing it. Most dealers didn't even know they were illegal, and they yeah. were the biggest. They were the biggest hindrance to it. And then, but then it was the process. Um, then people would live in areas where the police chief or the sheriff wouldn't want to sign forms and yeah yeah so there was a lot of education and i think early on that's a lot of what my old company advanced armament did was we really push silencers being practical you should own them and here's the way to do it
1: but yeah you guys push the silencers are legal right it's like you can buy one these are okay they're not illegal you made a lot of ground in that
0: oh well
1: that's good that's good to hear there go in my memoirs. <laughs> you know,
0: quote Dave Matheny. There you go. Yeah. yeah, And so, all right. So, so what'd you do to make it easier
1: initially? You know, initially it was. I remember we had these black packets, postage paid, return, return shipping. We mail it to your house. It was all that stuff, yeah, right? I recall that. It's a you know just doing the paperwork and a lot of just because I was working a job and doing silencer shop a lot of the original tech stuff in Silencer Shop was to make my life easier because I couldn't do both, right? You, you know, it's interesting you say that because I relate you
0: to, like, my nerds at work, Ethan and Nick and the, the real smart guys. And when I had them when we started Q, so as a rifle company where my old company was a silencer company, obviously, but I wanted to do rifles, small arms, whatever it led to, but also silencers. When I had them build the first 3,000 fixed rifles, and they had to do quality control the parts, they had to build the guns, then they had to shoot the guns for accuracy. They had to do everything. But what they did was to make their lives easier, they make the manufacturing process or the assembly process easier because they build all the fixtures. and everything. Right. So to me, so now, like, um, our assembly personnel – They really benefit from the engineers, the nerds doing the stuff for the first three years because they're so lazy. They want to make their lives easier, so they will design the fixtures to do all the sub-assemblies and put the guns together where they're consistent. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I see a correlation there. You know it is? It's funny because you get an engineer. Let's say you have, like for us, shipping, right? You have one of our programmers sit down and ship for a day, and they'll come out of it and write all kinds of code to make shipping easier, whereas the shipping people... That's just how it works, yeah. right? There, there's a different mentality, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's a, we've always kind of benefited that from having the engineering in-house. Same, same with you, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, because yeah, I think about it even now as, as we're pushing, because, you know, we bit off a lot when we started Q because, you know, I was, I mean, you know my story, but I was in December, like Christmas Eve, 2011, was thrown out of advanced armament. And then I was in a lawsuit with Remington for all the money they owed me for three years. And I went through all that. And then, you know, that was, that was a lot. And, you know, it was a lot of personal stuff and then, you know, my um, career stuff. And then I didn't want to work full-time again. So I went to SIG and and I was part-time. And we started, you know, it was just talk about corporate and growing and just a bunch of bullshit we decided to start our own company, Q, and we decided we wanted to do guns. And we wanted to do things we wanted to do. But I didn't understand how complex <laughs> going from silencers to guns. Oh, my God.
1: And moving it, parts.
0: <laughs> oh, And, you know, where a silencer has like four parts. Yeah, And it's it's like, you know, I, I could teach, you know, any of my children to run a silencer company, big whoop. But guns are very complex. And so it put silencers on the back burner and now here we are again so we've got you know we've got a foundation for our firearms so we're 7 year well almost 7 years in we're successful all that's going good and now i'm focused back on silencers which is kind of my year here what we're going to talk about but oh i'm so ready to take over silencers and it's so <laughs> simple to me compared to the guns like the guns i mean we were lucky to survive the first 3 years like i was just so ignorant to what it would take to the money and the commitment that it took to develop, like, the fix, an entirely new firearm. Like, there's a reason big companies don't do it. Yeah. And, you know, we were just so bitter and sick of working at a big corporate place that we were going to survive and win no matter what. But I don't think we could do the fix. Now we're kind of fat and happy and comfortable. I don't think we could do it now.
1: Um, You came in at a bad time, too. You came in right, like, post-41F. HPA, um, Trump slump, oh, yeah. all that stuff all hit you guys stuff. right at the beginning. All
0: the stuff. You know, but I like those hard times because, you, you know, like I, I'm not the toughest dude in the world, but I think I'm, you know, probably tougher than a lot of people and companies and like, I don't want to lose, like I'm competitive and uh, you know, so we survived that stuff and now I'm turning my focus to silencers. So like, I try to counsel with you or your group a lot because now, like I want to take over and I want to take dead airs business and I want to take silencer co's business and these companies that have, in a, and I think in a large part have gotten to, you know, they've ridden the wave of AAC and then silencer shop promoting and selling stuff. And I want to take that back. And, you know, so now we're, we're finally in a space where I can commit to silencers and I want to change it. And I want to, just like I did, I think with Advanced Armament, be like the premier silencer company again. Like, I mean, like, okay, Dave, who who's the shittiest silencer company there is?
1: No comment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, but I think you. Everybody knows, like Silencer Co. You know, I was thrown out, and they were in a perfect spot. To like, promote and take all that business and do all of these things. And they did a great job at ed- educating people. And they did a great job in a lot of things, just not engineering and design. And then Dead Air comes on. And Dead Air is really good at doing really similar stuff and producing it. And I saw, like I just saw last night, actually. Because I guess now, you know, people don't realize, because some of the stuff I promoted is, like, Dead Air, they don't have a mechanical engineer. They design some stuff. And then they have someone else make all their stuff in, you know, 1,500, 2,000 miles away. They never see it, they ship it, and they've been able to produce a lot of stuff. But now that company's making their own silencers. They're making other companies' silencers. And now I see Dead Air is like buying a building, looks like they're going to try to do everything in house. Perfect time for me to kind of swoop in and us focus on silencers for a couple years and really take a lot of that market share. And we're in a space to do it. And so I'm excited.
1: So yeah, what do you think about that? You know, I feel like I can't say anything about this. I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna remain <laughs> quiet. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, come on, you you can you can call someone out. No one that, will hear that, this. That's right. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, what? Uh, okay, so you're you're doing that. and Then well, how does so you stop working your day job? And and what, what was the what happened
1: to where you decided to stop work, working that? You know, it, it just got too big. Silencer shop. We were. You know, we, we crossed into a point where we just, we couldn't do it from the house anymore. And then I just sort of had to commit by that time, Hallie was on board cause we were, you know, do it actually pretty well. Yeah. Right. And we were just, we were a, a she large wanted dealer. Everyone out of her house. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. So I think, I think we moved out of the house right about the time we were doing, she, she was three or four, three or $400,000 a month at Silencer Shop. Oh wow. But I was still working two jobs up to that point it it was my life was falling apart right (laughs) how so i mean just as far as like time i was i was working all the time i was missing time with the kids i mean the whole
0: so at that point you had three kids that's right yeah yep
1: and they were getting to be you know mid-teenage years and it's you know if, if i were to go back and change one thing about it all and i'm not even sure i could change this but my oldest daughter, she got caught right in that period where her last year home, I literally was not home at all, right? I, I basically missed her last year at home because yeah. silencer shop and everything was just so crazy and, and, you know, it's calmed down now and now we've got people who do the work, which is awesome, but it's a, I wish I could go back and kind of recapture that one year, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, It's it's tough.
1: You know, it's weird. I
0: tell my kids all the time, like, you're a kid for this much time, and then you're going to be an adult for this much time. Right. And that's the way I viewed their childhood is, you know, the, the this time where they've been children, and now my kids are turning into adults. It's very valuable because, you know, they've changed so much in these years, and it's so critical. But that's then, right. you know, for the next 40 years, you guys are going to be kind of who you are.
1: Like. That's right. And, you know, you want them to go out and be independent and be on their own, but yeah. you also kind of don't want to miss those last years of... They're not independent, right?
0: Yeah, no, no, it's horrible, yeah. No, I agree with that, yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, they're going to look the same now, from now on, pretty much. And, yeah. You know, they're going to have, they're becoming adults. <laughs> they're tortured just like we are. That's right. They have all the adult problems. That's right. Um. Okay, so you decide to do that, and so then what's the next thing you do with Silencer Shop?
1: You know, I, I, at first, Silencer Shop, probably for the first Sheesh! I'd say three or four years. It was just growth mode. We we were a huge dealer. So, so
0: you're transfer So you're
1: a dealer at this point. You're that's transferring right. all of them. That's all right. right.
0: So how how many? How, what percentage of the silencers are you guys at that point transferring or dealing
1: with? You know, I I don't I don't actually know. We we uh we were big. We were doing just in silencer sales, well over a million dollars a month by you know twenty thirteen twenty fourteen. So that's got to be what is that probably like a third or something i don't know that's kind of where we estimated it to oh, yeah. be but i i wasn't at that time i wasn't looking at the reports from atf well, well,
0: well how did you get that much growth like how are you a dealer for a third what did you do that allowed you to take on that much
1: you know it was it was basically other companies tried doing what we were doing but we automated everything right so we could what i my my uh i guess you call it my way of approaching problems was to solve the actual problems we could with technology and then have our employees be on the phone with customers and doing customer support. So it's your background.
0: So you're, you're writing codes. You're doing that sort of, tech development stuff yeah. and that's just the way so you're you're thinking from that mindset like this is all like a technology problem because yep. that's what you know and you're good at
1: that's right so we solved it as a technology problem it's and then different the, than
0: our industry i tell that's you that's right
1: oh, yeah. and it let us scale to a point that other companies previously hadn't been able to right and then in 2016 we were perfectly positioned now, now in 2015 we switched to be a distributor right yeah. we, we started this powered by silencer shop all that stuff kind of got going in 2015 and then in 2016, 41F was announced in a, I guess, published in January and went into effect in, in June. And in January, I thought, this is going to change the way people buy silencers. And it, and my fear was it was going to put us out of business, right? Why so? Because with 41F, where every single person, you now have to sign, everybody has to sign, everybody has to get fingerprints, everybody has to get photos. It kind of takes away this, I'm just going to buy it online and get it mailed to my house. Because the mailing to your house, what people don't realize, there's there's a several-week overhead involved in that mailing process. It's not just it gets approved and it gets mailed, right? It gets approved. You know, you have, to, you have to fill out a Form 4473 remotely. You have to notify the chief law enforcement officer where they live. The post office has to do their job and return those stupid green cards. And if they don't, you have to start the whole thing over again, right? So there's mm-hmm. this whole process involved. We stopped doing that. And the... Uh, and i thought with 41f with all this overhead that's being added to it people are going to just start going to their dealer and i was thinking this is going to shrink the market in a big way cuz online sales are a big part of our industry yeah right the uh but then that that's when we kind of had the idea of the kiosk and setting up a kiosk network yeah the kiosk yeah and
0: it it, it turned out to be a big what a bold move that to me is the first time i said like Dave Matheny is the most innovative person in our industry.
1: It, like it was It was a lot of work. I spent eight solid months, no days off, and I was working like crazy hours. Is that, true? that very true? There was one time I went into work on a Friday morning, came home on Monday for about six hours of sleep, and then went back to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: That's when I was a kid, too. I'd sleep at the office a lot. I'd unzip the
1: gun cases, lay them all out, make me a little bed, <laughs> sleep for a few hours. That's true. Yeah, it, it, was, it was that was crazy. We got that kiosk network up and running though, and the first three hundred of them so, we so gave well, away.
0: Well, yeah, I remember when you were giving them away yeah. just to get people in there. I mean, that's just a brilliant move. It's it's like the whole crack epidemic. Like <laughs> you, you, you give the crack away to get them addicted. Same thing, that's right? So what was the um,
1: so what the kiosks do originally? You know, the kiosk, the, really the point of the kiosk was, yeah. and the kiosk itself is what everybody focuses on, and that's where you, we kind of gather the information from the customer, Yeah. but it's the back-end system that makes it all work, right? The the reviewing paperwork, making sure stuff's right, getting it submitted. So the, the kiosk is basically data collection, but it, it really is the back-end system that ties it all together, that makes it awesome. But when
0: you launched the kiosk, like, what did it do? People went in, they did what? Because
1: fingerprints weren't involved originally. It, really? In twenty, that's when they started. When we did the kiosk, the fingerprints were oh were part of that for the, the, the very original beginning. kiosk. That's right. Had, okay.
0: And and so people could do their fingerprints. They have to go to law enforcement. And what'd you do? Did you have to submit? You submitted that to FBI or whoever?
1: Yeah, we we had three printers that we actually sent to FBI to get certified to print fingerprint cards. Yeah, it's a the, the, it was a pretty intensive process. A lot of software a lot of thinking through how this is going to work, and honestly, a lot of money. If, right? you, if
0: you didn't have your background, would you have been able to accomplish that with I, FBI?
1: I don't think so. Yeah. I, I don't think we could have pulled that off. Yeah,
0: you have to be as technical as their nerds. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, you know, the hardest part, as far as, like, with ATF, people always assume, oh, the fingerprints had to be the, the biggest hurdle.
0: Yeah, I would have thought.
1: The biggest part was actually getting ATF to accept digital signatures. So we spent, sheesh, Nine or 10 months negotiating with ATF well, on what, a digital what, signature. Well, what variance. was their problem and how'd you accomplish it? it? It was a lot of trips to DC, a lot of talking to ATF. They finally came around on, okay, this is acceptable. This will work. And then, you know, once we got it going, everybody else kind of followed in on our coattails, right? But we put a lot of work into that signature stuff. And, uh, so, a, I think yeah. ATF, I wouldn't have thought. I would have thought the fingerprints were the hardest part by far. It, it was the signatures. It's it, that's where because it's spent... so
0: funny. Me being a dumbass, it took me like twenty minutes to do all my fingerprints and get them correct. I said, yeah. oh, good <laughs> finger, my signatures were just like at the gas station. That's like, right. whoop, went, done.
1: <laughs> no, he's getting ATF to accept those signatures. ATF, they're so difficult. God.
0: ATF's like the ex-wife of regulatory <laughs>
1: <laughs> You know I, I just don't think they understood it right and they'd always Had that that instruction of ink Original ink signature I think that's actually still On the form you still have to have a Variance to use the digital signature It's a although everybody Has the variance now right But yeah It, it was a process Well how's the Kiosk evolved and so you
0: put out 300 original you gave yeah, away how many are right. Out there now
1: Right now, last I looked we'm I'm, I'm, we have over two thousand, I'm not sure by how many, okay, so so
0: two thousand, and so now people have to pay for them because it's cost you millions, yeah, I assume
1: it's millions, yeah, and and really, we only charge the dealers what we pay for them, yeah for us, it's we don't make money selling kiosks, yeah. we make money. Selling silencers and doing paperwork.
0: So so is your goal to, like, do you still inventory a shitload of silencers? You guys
1: are still a big distributor. We do. We inventory a lot of silencers. By the last year's ATF numbers, we sold half of the silencers in the United States. I was
0: going to ask, because I know, like, five years ago, you were half the silencers. Yeah. So it's still
1: about that. It's about half. That's been a... The, the number where we've grown, we've stuck at about half on sales, and we've been growing our submission piece, right? So then the percentage Which that the Which is what submit, you want. That's right.
0: And, and that's so right. someone used the kiosk. Like, how much money does silencer shop get? There's a charge, I guess?
1: Yeah, the, it's not a charge to the customer, though. It's a charge to the dealer, mm. right? And it varies depending on what level they're at and how many silencers they sell. So it's, it's somewhat of a sliding scale. So your goal is to be the um, transfer IRS, Pretty much. We want to be TurboTax, oh, yeah. essentially.
0: Yeah, so basically any time a silencer moves, you want to get
1: a 20 or $50 bill. Yep. Yeah, that's it. And, and, you know, we're Brilliant. even getting into Form 2s, Form 3s. I mean, it's In really... Form 1s? Form 1s. We're launching our Form 1 service. In fact, we're currently baiting our new Form 1 service that should go live to customers within the next few weeks. Okay, so a Form 1 is where...
0: An individual can build a silencer, SBR, and register it on their own. And That's they, right. Yes. Yeah, so, so, well, okay. I'm going look at my text in case it's you know some hottie.
1: But what? Um, <laughs> I'm sure it is. Absolutely. <laughs> Who else would it be? My attorney, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Um.
0: Also a hottie. What? What did you say? What did you say? I didn't say Thomas.
1: <laughs> asshole. Like I said, in January, January through about March, yep. we did in that, in that period, we submitted 106,000 form fours and it was a, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was crazy. And the, the lines blew up and we were getting hammered online cause nobody could get through. Emails were delayed by two or three weeks. I mean, it was really, Ooh. it was a rough quarter just cause we were severely, like we were hit hard. Yeah. with the number of silencers. It was a crazy quarter. Things have stabilized now. We've adapted to it, and it's, but it stabilized at a much higher number than it was before, right, last year. People were super excited about e-forms. E-forms. So where does it stand now with e-forms? You know, I, I it, think... It was really fast. Now I feel like we're proper fucks. Yeah, it, it's, the times have gone up, but and I was just at ATF, sheesh, I, I'm going to say three weeks ago, four weeks ago, something like that. It might have been longer. I don't remember. But it's a... Uh, They said basically wait times are now up to seven months. Mm. They're focused on paper. They're approving way less than they were, you know, 10,000 a week earlier in the year. Now we're getting about, call it 2,500 a week, 3,000 a week, something like that. Mm. There's a, so the numbers and the wait times are creeping up because we're submitting way more than we're getting approved. Now, ETF is focused on paper. According to them, they'll be focused on paper through November, Mm-hmm. And then they'll switch back to e forms. So if they can go back to a ten thousand a week, those wait times will drop down very quickly. Right. And that's what I'm hoping happens because we now have the the brace ruling kind of on the horizon, right? Yeah. What do you think about that? I, I think that brace ruling is not good for anybody. I think it's a it's gonna be a mess. In what regard? I, I think you you know, you look at ATF. The, and let's talk tax paid transfers. That's a combination of Form Ones and Form Fours. Yeah. The biggest year they've ever had, and and I'm I'm going from memory a little bit here, but this is rough numbers. They've gotten roughly three hundred fifty thousand tax paid transfers in their biggest year ever. Right. They're estimating the number of these braces on the market. Nobody really knows the number. I've heard everything from four million to forty million in circulation. Yeah. So now that they want everybody to own that owns one of those to come register it, or they're a felon, and they're thinking they're gonna let's say it's let's say it's one million. If they do one million form ones on these braces in a whatever month period, that's three times more than the largest year they've ever had for tax paid. So starting in April, assuming they publish this in December, starting in April, wait times are really gonna. It will not be good for wait times, let me just say. So all that means to me is that
0: people won't do it. They're, so they're going to make 4 to 40 million people
1: felons. They, you know, I, I, I really believe that a lot of people who own these braces don't even know they've got them, right? So yeah. you're right. They're making them into felons.
0: Well, we had talked about, too. It's I mean, you know, the ridiculous thing is arbitrary barrel length. In most countries of the world, like you have a rifle caliber gun, That's a process. There is no barrel length restriction because if I have a 300 black, if I have a honey badger pistol with a seven inch barrel and I have a honey badger SBR with a seven inch barrel, there is no technical difference in the firearm. Other than one, you can strap on your arm. The other, you can't both. You can hold to your shoulder. It's ridiculous. Oh, I agree. I I mean, it's regulatory in the government, setting people up to be able to tack on felonies when they catch them with you know, or charge them with something else.
1: That's right, and the, for the most part, this is these are law-abiding people who are trying to do the right yeah, thing. Yeah, because why would you buy an arm brace
0: gun if you're a criminal? You would yeah. just build an SBR, like because
1: you don't care about the law, right? But I think that on the braces, I really think a lot of people bought them just because that's what they had at Cabela's, right? I mean, yeah. I think I don't I mean, even you're think right. they most know people, they've got one.
0: Uh, probably half the people that own them don't know that there's a barreling restriction. That's right.
1: That's right, because it's so arbitrary, right? Sixteen inches, yeah, but I mean, fifteen inches, you go to jail for ten years. That's you right. Pay a quarter of a million dollar fine. I feel more sense. dangerous with a fifteen inch gun. Personally, <laughs> I cross that line of like, oh crap, I, I don't know, this is this <laughs> is a little scary. I know. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah it's a little <laughs> strut a little more. Sixteen, more I,
0: I just yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> sh- maybe I should rob a bank. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why, but jeez, idiots. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it's such. I mean, it's the government funding an agency and creating an issue when there's not really a problem. Yeah. I mean, basically, what should happen is, you know, what there is no barrel length restriction anymore. Like, you own a gun legally. You do a forty-four seventy-three. You own the gun. You commit a crime with a gun. We're gonna punish you harshly. An offensive crime.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Gun laws are sorta of stupid because everything you would do illegally with a gun is already illegal. So you already have something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's have some redundancy so yeah, we, that's we right. can screw honest people. It's like okay, if you commit this right. crime with a knife, three months in jail. If you commit it with a gun, six months in jail. But you still yeah. committed the same crime. Yeah. Right? It's like it just it seems seems odd to me. Yeah,
0: maybe I should get in the knife business.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't... As long as you use safe knives with longer blades. Oh, no, with knives, it's the other way around. So short short blade. blades are oh, safer. Oh, yeah, short blades That's are right. safer. That's right. Yeah, because you can conceal them, but That's you right. can't... You can't really reach I out mean, there with the Like with the
0: silencer. Okay, your car, it's illegal if it doesn't have a muffler. Your yeah. lawnmower, mm, can't sell those without mufflers. Everything that makes a lot of noise. The government mandates you have a muffler. Oh, firearms! Ooh, no, those should be loud.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, the, w- w- noise pollution is okay there. They should be loud,
1: like, say the people who have never shot a gun, right? They have no idea how loud they really are. Oh
0: yeah, the. I mean, I mean, because I mean, at this point, it's actually the ATF is so when they don't like someone, they can charge them with something and take their rights and put them in prison. Yeah, because I I don't know. Because otherwise, I mean, you're right. Every other thing you would do with a gun is illegal anyway. So if you did that crime, you would actually be charged. So we don't actually need the ATF involved.
1: Yeah, a lot of this stuff, it's redundant. It's dumb. It's people want something to be done. And it's the the overreaction in
0: society. Yeah. Oh, this happened. We have to make new laws. Oh, yeah. Well, those laws don't go away. Then we build these regulatory agencies. So they circumvent a lot of the legal process. And they have no repercussions or accountability, and they never go away. Like TSA, I got my man checking my junk, and (laughs) just like get after it, dude. (laughs) I mean, too bad for you, (laughs) but (laughs) oh yeah, you're saving lots of people. Yeah, totally have the old underwear bomb strapped in there. (laughs) That's right. Please find it. (laughs) Be vigorous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I, ah, yeah quality of life i mean they're taking it from us that's right yeah. all right so silencer shop you guys just moved you moved yep. you moved are you still in austin proper or are you moved completely out of there
1: uh, we have two buildings right now we've got one that's still in austin and it's the regular location people have always gone to we have got a new location in leander just north of austin yeah so and it's it's a way better setup for us Because of, uh, the politics of the city or, um, what? Yeah. The building, the city mostly gets involved in our politics whenever we expand, we, we've moved and expanded like five times within Austin, Yeah, but it's a, but really, I'm really talking more about the space, right? The space that we have available, uh, it lets us improve our shipping processes. A lot of our, a lot of processes that were hindered by space, right? We bought this two years ago, though, and we thought, man, we'll never outgrow this, and we already sort of are. (laughs) I'm like, oh, crap.
0: Same thing we did. I mean, we moved into a space three times bigger, and we didn't even unpack before I got another building. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. So we were shoehorned, like you guys, into this one space where there's silencers all under the bed and the couch and all the stuff, and... It's like you get a proper space, you're like, Yeah, we're still too big for this. That's
1: right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna stay in this one space or are you gonna have multiple or what are you gonna do now?
1: You know, our, our plan is really to start working on a new building almost immediately. Yeah. So and we're and the hope is to keep it in the same immediate vicinity, almost to create kind of a campus, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. But uh, yeah,
0: you tech nerds—that's what y'all would call them. That's right, of course. <laughs> well, what, what Free you gonna, lunches. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I know. <laughs> Sleeping pods. <laughs> what, what What are you gonna do though? Like, what's the future? Where do you guys go from here? What are you launching? Like, what's new? You did the kiosk. You've done these things. Like, what's the next thing that justifies
1: more growth? I think right now, I think we're we're as far as the silencer shop side goes. We're really focused on. We've been. Just cranking out new software to make this simpler, and even with eForms, simplify the certification process. We're coming out with a new system for that. Uh, we're we're revamping the whole kiosk setup sometime next year. Yeah, we're redoing a lot of the underlying software that we use to run Silencer Shop, mm-hmm. and then you know outside of Silencer Shop, we're actually starting a hearing aid company. <laughs> <laughs> I know. you laughed and said it was totally unrelated i was like bullshit it makes perfect sense
0: oh, that's right i mean me doing alcohol and firearms makes sense oh, that's right you doing hearing aids and silencers makes sense that's, <laughs> that's just... right
1: <laughs> uh yeah so
0: you're so that's
1: today you It guys is. are launching that should launch this afternoon overhearing.com check it out w- what is it again Overhearing.com Overhearing That's right Why'd you pick that name? You know I tell the you The website was available? Yes Back in the old days And when I say old days I mean like last year You could go yeah, buy Because I think we're like the same age Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time we'd, we'd do anything We'd go just buy the domain It was available It was like eight bucks to buy a domain Yeah And I tell you Somebody went and registered Every domain name possible And so now you go buy these domains And they're no longer eight bucks They're like five grand Right, yep. or 20 grand. Yeah, about once a year, I have somebody
0: contact me wanting to sell me one for like $50,000. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, nah.
1: Every time I sit around drinking, we buy <laughs> domains. Just a few weeks ago. You're now. not even drinking. I know. It's just drink and we'll buy some I, domains. I, I, I got to keep the microphone close. It's like I'm well, trying to focus I, I th- on my th- microphone we etiquette. Can, <laughs> we, can, we can pause for alcohol etiquette.
0: That's very good alcohol, and I feel yeah, like you're that's wasting right, it. That's Let's right. just take a moment for you to drink some. I'm done with mine. Because, you know, I'm a pirate. Bullshit! Okay. This is designed to get people in an uncomfort zone.
1: I don't know; it's a little bit watery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ! All I'm right, just kidding. Well, <laughs> no, no, no I am <laughs> good. I am good. <laughs> what a stuck up prom coin. So, so, a couple who, who would have thought Dave Matheny, <laughs> most beautiful girl I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Man,
1: all right. <laughs> a, a few weeks ago, we were bear hunting in Maine, and we we were sitting around the fire trying to think of you know domain names for the hearing aid staff. And uh, we were buying <laughs> Did stuff you like... Huh? Did We were buying like, no. my hearing has AIDS and stuff like that, right? <laughs> I, I actually ended up my buying... My hearing has AIDS. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I'm now the proud owner of that. <laughs> like so... I said, Dave Matheny, <laughs> one of my favorite people in the industry. <laughs> but, you know, the crazy one that was available... So, you know, TikTok, right? Never heard of it. Tell but me about gotten, all those you, girls really? dancing. Yeah. yeah. We bought TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the next day I look at it, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Too much alcohol. This, <laughs> yeah. this is the story of Kevin's life. That's how you wake up with a pirate Norwalk tattoo.
1: Oh, my yep. God. <laughs> so I'm, if anybody wants to buy it, I've got it for $50,000. <laughs> Dick Doc? <Dick-tok? laughs> That's right. I'll, I'll give you 500 for it. $500. Yeah, you'll okay. take it. No, no, I'm, I'm holding out for more.
0: <laughs> I would have bought it. I'm okay. pretty sure I have $500 in my pocket, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember when we went to the club, but I think I have it. <laughs> Dick Doc. <knock. laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you came up with the domain name because these
1: idiots were <laughs> sauced.
0: <laughs> so how was overhearing? Like, Yo, know,
1: the- That was Tyler's when he wasn't. Oh, he's
0: such a responsible <laughs> little Seriously? lad. Oh, Tyler, shout out to you.
1: That's right. So yeah, he's- Tyler's awesome, actually. He is
0: great. Fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what are you going to do on here? You're selling hearing aids. So, the FDA now allows hearing aids to be sold because it was pretty much scam business when you had to go see a doctor that charge you twenty grand for them.
1: Yep. And, and I forget the the term for them. They're, they don't allow them to be called hearing aids, but they're essentially that for moderate hearing loss. Right. They cost a tenth of the price get them shipped right to your house next day. I mean it's it's really and there's some really good brands coming into this. It should be pretty awesome. I'm kind of excited about it.
0: I bet you are because I mean I know you like me. It's like we hunt and we shoot and hearing's not what it was and yep. I imagine in 15 20 years, I hope it's that long, maybe 10, going to need some assistance.
2: This is cool. Are they yep. aesthetically uh pleasing to yep. the guy, or they <laughs> they've got them all styles they, you they wear a hoodie with a beanie no <laughs> one's seen right. your ears no, so, since seventh grade no, no, you freaking so goth I, the reason i asked you i've been obviously i've been i've been playing live music for like 15 years and probably in the next 10 or so i'm gonna lose my hearing and i'm like I- i'll have to get a hearing aid sure can we play a song by no stop dude yes. i'm just saying my whole thing is um and you can't i don't want to like wear this. a hearing aid that looks like you know like 1980s grandpa hearing aid so like right. i'm hoping that there's hearing aids coming out that are like kind of cool looking like you, you know, kind of want to wear them. and i think
1: this is going to push a lot of what you can do with the industry i think you've got you'll have them they'll they'll disappear in the air i think within a couple of years you're going to have stuff that connects to your TV, connects to your phone, tracks your heart rate all day long. I think these are going to be like the ultimate wearable technology.
2: And is this something that you're like, you're looking at all these like types of things?
1: You know, and we're, once again, we're only going to be selling them. We're not making them.
2: So. Silencer
1: shop 2.0. That's right. Yeah. we're, We're excited. I think this should be pretty awesome. That's
0: pretty cool. Like I see the connection. I think you have an entire industry as a customer already. Like. I mean, I've used silencers my entire adult life. Um, but, you know, if we're using a Yankee Hill or, a, I don't know, a Silencer Co., like, I probably should have been wearing those earplugs, too. <laughs> there you or, go. Or, or Surefire. Um, yeah, so I'm probably, you know, in all that testing of all those loud silencers, I'm going to need some hearing aids. So I'm excited about this. And I think it makes sense. Yep. Dave, you're an innovator, scholar. He's brilliant. Yep. Probably You owe it all to your wife because you're probably actually an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Give her all the
1: credit. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? He's a smart guy. He is smart. So, okay. So you fell in love with Dave because he's funny. And I absolutely do not disagree. So, we're smart on this scale. Like, we got number one's funny. So, we have this big hands. Big hands. Because that that means it means I got big feet. <laughs> whoa! <laughs> All right, big hands, big feet, and then uh, so smart's actually way down there, like number five or six. I would say he's just a good guy. He's a good guy. All right, that's before smart. So you're he has those six. I, I feel like I forced it. I think it's you, like you did. Eight. You forced it. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> I was young, but, but I'm devoted.
2: We were young. I don't think I realized
0: smart he was. So, basically, if you met him now, you wouldn't marry him. I wouldn't marry him now. Oh, that's, See? that's pretty awesome. What about you? Did you marry her? I married her for looks. <laughs> my man. <laughs> Dave is no dumbass. That is the best thing you could have said. Oh, my God. Whew. Yeah, never been that slick, Dave. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys did well. All right, so we're going to find some land out there in Texas, and we're going to buy it
1: and build some barn on it. That's right. So you've been hunting. So recently. I've spent like the last, the better part of the last six weeks hunting. When are you going to stop being a cheap motherfucker and let's go to Africa and hunt and kill stuff? Man, I'm I'm going to go to Africa next
0: summer that's a next summer i'll be there four times before then yeah
1: man i'm just so busy (laughs) (laughs) i I gotta wait until i get it on the schedule (laughs) you
0: gotta delegate you gotta delegate let's go before that man but you just shot a bear with eight six yep two so so what drew you to eight six man i tell you it was you (laughs) it it, it really
1: was you you guys kind of you sold it the the one and three twist i've Figured, okay, let's give it a try. And, man, let me tell you. And you're like, Kevin's full of shit. You know, at first, there's so many calibers. Man, I, I don't mean to, but it's a. <laughs> say
0: whatever you want. I
1: don't care. I yeah. was not convinced at first. But let me tell you, after seeing the thing in action, it is just unbelievable, the wound channel from that, uh, from that 8.6 on a bear. four We've shot a 420-pound bear and a 120-pound bear. We shot 86. both of them? I, I shot one of them. I'm not going to say which one. The 120 pounds <laughs> <laughs> so so you need hearing aid and glasses that's right <laughs> but
0: so you shoot this i mean a 420 pound bear is no joke yeah i've never shot a bear 75 percent that size so you shoot that in the wound so it, what was the shot the shot what happens what do you see
1: you know really they were the uh, 420 pound bear was was treed shot at once it Basically fell to the ground dead. I thought I shot a three hundred and twenty pound bear last year with a forty-five mm-hmm. I had to shoot the thing twice before it even fell out of the tree. It's a with a forty five seventy. Yes. Tell I, me more. So
0: this eight six, what the was the eight barrel six, length?
1: Uh it was a twelve inch barrel. So I was running right about two thousand feet per second, in <sighs> case you want to know the details. Mm. But so it's a, a, so a Barnes bullet? Uh no, it was a CX bullet from Hornady.
3: Okay,
0: so a solid copper from Hardy. yeah, So 185 yep. grain or so. That's a good round. I've used it.
1: Yeah. No, it worked great. So w- what'd the wound look like? You know, the exit wound on that thing looked like somebody had shot a cannonball through it. I mean, it was unreal for that velocity and that size bullet. It was far more devastating than the 4570. I mean, truly. So when do I get a letter of recommendation
0: or an apology?
1: <laughs> yeah. let Let me work on that as soon as we're done here.
0: Yeah, Hallie, <laughs> will you do Hallie, that for come me? On, he does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can at least
0: get a smoothie. God damn it! I mean, don't let him out of this. Like he was doubting me, and That's now right. look at this. That's right. I mean, I basically catapulted your hunting experience into you know something that. Lighter weight gun, more enjoyable,
1: more lethal. Seriously, it was way more fun to carry that through the woods than the forty five seventy two. Because I mean, you're
0: more. like fucking 6'8". eight. You're a giant human <laughs> yeah, being. That's right. And still, like carrying a five pound gun and it's small. It's so great.
1: Yeah, and it, man, I t- yeah, it really, it was awesome. I took that same gun the next week moose hunting. Uh huh. But did not actually ever get a shot on a moose. Why so didn't I you shoot a moose? You know, just the weather was too warm. Never really had the opportunity. It sort of sucked. I think I told you last night. Were you in Maine? In Maine also. On the way to the airport from that hunt, (laughs) I hit one with a rental car. It's like, and even as it's happening. Was it a bull? It was not. It was a cow. cow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking the irony as I'm making (laughs) eye contact with this moose coming in from the left. It was like, it it was pretty freaky for a second. Thomas, you get this. He went on a moose hunt for like a week or whatever.
0: doesn't shoot a moose on the way back to the airport. Kills one with a car. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) No, I, I used to have no interest, but now living up here, like I want to shoot a moose, but I'll probably go to Alaska. Maybe we should do an Alaska. Alaska. You, know, you know what we should moose. do? If the hearing aid thing grows and Q continues to grow, I want, so so the, the previous podcast before you was Don Jr., so Don Trump Jr., and he went on one of these, he, he like uh, auctioned his time or whatever to go with someone who, who bought a hunt he went to Alaska on one of these yacht hunts where you have a chef and you have all this stuff, a masseuse.
1: That sounds and, awesome. I know. Right.
0: <laughs> and he's like, it's incredible." Cause I was thinking it was dumb. And, and so he was here and, and I don't know if it's on the podcast or not. He might, he might've been talking about it off air, but he was like, Oh my God, Kevin, you have to go on this hunt. He's like, I know you, man. This thing is great. <laughs> like, we do this thing. We wake up, you can get a massage, you go hunt, you come back, they cook for you. You have chefs, you're on the boat, you have this great room. Like, you're not sleeping in a tent. Cause he's not like a, a real prima donna, which most people would think. Like, he sleeps in tents and he's pretty hardcore. And I'm like, yeah, Don, uh, like, he'll invite me on hunts. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going on that one. Mm mm. But this one, he said we need to do, so maybe we should go because I want, like we have moose in Maine and here in New Hampshire and whatever, Vermont, very small compared to, yeah, excuse me, you know, Yukon moose, and I, maybe we should go on a hunt in Alaska and we'll shoot a brown bear, we shoot a moose, blacktail.
1: like, let's just get after it. Man, but, I'd, I'd be all in on that, and don't forget you're committed to 24 in an elk hunt too.
0: So, okay. oh, we're gonna go there, the, the Montana, Montana, That's right? Also, okay, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I need to pay you today. Okay, <laughs> you I'll, I'll do that when we get in the office. So, what's your favorite silencer? I know it starts with Q.
1: Yeah,
0: let me think. What would you have on your eight six? Let's have an honor let's 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 be honest with people, all you right? Because I think you are an honorable man. I don't think you'll lie to me. You had this eight six, you shot
1: a bear with it. What silencer do you have? Because I know in Maine you can have a silencer. That's on. right. And and they actually just changed the law like two years ago there to where now you don't have to get the hunting permit anymore. You can just go hunt. I didn't even know this. That's awesome. Yep, it just changed. Well, Maine is kind of the wild west. Like Maine
0: is a giant state, nobody realizes it. And most of the state is there there aren't
1: even roads it or road names. The 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 rural craziness that I've seen there just some of the nuttiest hunting stories ever, you know. Well, you
0: have the nuttiest hunting stories that I know.
1: Yeah, but I think I would feel at home in Maine because I think
0: they're like pirates. Like it's lost. Yes, yeah, that's right. I like it.
1: It's America. It's what America should be. Should right?
0: be. So, so uh, you. So, so you take the eight six, and you had a fix, right?
1: Uh, no, the eight oh, six was an arrow 10. gun. Yeah, so
0: I sent you a barrel for that. Yeah, that's right. And uh so what silence would you have? Probably not mine. You're probably being you a two time. I asshole. was
1: gonna use yours, but, oh. but it didn't come in time. So I did end up using a competitor, so I won't mention the name. Yeah, mention the name. Go ahead, let me talk shit. I used that uh, it was that Alaskan three sixty from uh from Rugged. Oh. So it's it's
0: well, he's a sweet kid.
1: You know, yeah. Yeah, oh. I, I like the guys at Rugged a lot, honestly. But, it's sorry. So w- you can edit that out. You don't have to edit that out.
0: <laughs> I like them, they're fine. Henry's cool, whatever. I don't I, I
1: don't like nerds What um, So when did ours come It, it, it came, hasn't come yet you, you still don't have one Nope still don't have it As soon as I get it I'm going to swap that out That's going to be my <sighs> 8-6 can Well I thought one Had been sent to you Honestly so that's my fault Because I'm slack
0: So do you want A hunting silencer Or do you want The quietest thing possible Oh hunting Short uh, and light. That's all I. That's all I do. I have one at work for you. So when you go build your gun today, we're going to get you one. And okay. If
1: you go on another hunt and you use someone else's silencer on eight six, then you'll be mad. Fuck you, Dave. That's, that's right. Funny. We never talk again. <laughs> you know, I tell you. And speak I, that jumbo shrimp. I think that jumbo shrimp on a six five. I mean, I'm switching calibers here, but man, that that silencer is eye openingly quiet. And for as popular as the six five is, I. It's almost unfortunate that everybody's stuck on doing the, you know, the thirty cal silencers. Well, I right. think
0: that's because you guys promote these multi caliber silencers. You know, so I blame man, I don't.
1: Shop. I'm totally against <laughs> it. <laughs> I know,
0: <laughs> but it is interesting that it's like the number two can. Yeah. Um. But but I agree. Like we're uh the the engineers yesterday. We're doing an event in Texas. This uh PSR. Well, we talked about it earlier. PRS. Well, I don't know what it's called. Like whatever. Um, but doing six, five and 22 inch barrels we're shooting thousand yards, jumbo shrimp. And they all came back yesterday, like singing its praises. Um, but you know, for me, it's always like I spent 10 years chasing sound in my yeah. career. And then you realize like it's number 10 on the priority list, like all these other things and what I want when I hunt, because you know, you and I, like we have companies, we shoot, but, The time we cherish is probably hunting. Yeah. You know, so I think you and I, you you know, we, we, we agree on that or real relate there. And all I want to do is shoot and not notice the shot. And when there's adrenaline pumping and everything, I don't want to use the ear pro. I just want to shoot and shoot the animal and not notice the shot so it's like the smallest most compact lightweight silencer that's because right. most of the time you're in the vehicle you're stalking you're moving you're doing the thing you got the gun slung i want the smallest lightest
1: thing possible that's exactly what i do smallest lightest quietest is like fifth on the priority list yeah it right? is it's way down there i just want enough to wear i don't have to worry about wearing hearing protection yeah because i want to communicate with my guide and, and enjoy the environment. Yeah. Right?
0: And, and even when you have the electronic Air Pro, which I just used in Mozambique because I was in a place where it was very remote, but the military was there and silencers aren't legal. It's on the Tanzanian border. They're also illegal there. And I didn't take a silencer. So I was wearing sword and earmuffs. So it's like the old, rich, white guy, like shotgun earmuffs that are real comfortable. And, you know, they're expensive for earmuffs. They're like 350 bucks. And they have those, and they are awesome. But, you know, I couldn't take a silencer. Yeah. And it sucks because I can, you know, it amplifies other noise, but you don't get to really enjoy the experience.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't feel natural at all. No, it doesn't.
0: And it's horrible. You should put the muffler on the fucking gun. That's right. And, you know, because even now, it's like the State Department allows us to export silencers for commercial use. But our state department charges me $250 per silencer that we export. And the most premium silencer in Africa is a Norwegian silencer. And I've got a bunch of them in South Africa now for my guns.
1: $350 a piece. And it's outrageous. That's super high in there. Right.
0: (laughs) It's like having a Ferrari. And, uh, you know, and I've got a dozen of them. Because it's like when, you know, you or any of them, my other asshole friends come over we're gonna hunt <laughs> everybody should have a silencer like don't be abusing your ph your professional hunter your guide like put a silencer on your gun
2: yeah yep and did i don't know if i wasn't paying attention but did you well, well you should pay t- you did, weren't paying this attention is your job. i'm paying attention to exactly everything <laughs> i need to be paying attention for i'm doing my job you're sure on your are. phone no i'm not Yeah, you are anyway did you mention that uh, you can like just go into the store and buy it? Oh yeah, so in, you know, because in South Africa, silencers is just like a bipod,
0: not regulated.
1: That's right. You know, when we were there, our, our professional hunter had one, and according to him, he spent ten U.S. dollars to buy that thing and just throw it on his thirty-eight six. Yeah, like, they they it, view it, was, it as a piece of trash. Yeah, it it was sort of a piece of crap silencer. I w- I will admit
0: all the South African silencers suck. Yeah, like Liberty is. A hundred times better than any <laughs> South African silencer there is. Nice. Mm. Yeah, shout out. I mean. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> mm. But, yeah, there is. Ooh, every pH in South Africa has a silencer. And for me, it was so crazy because I wanted to order these Norwegian ones. And so I started looking in South Africa. They were the super high-end ones. And I was like, mm three hundred and fifty dollars i was like get me a six five um a 338 and a 375 and a 30 cal they're like oh my god are you serious that's like fifteen hundred dollars and i was like sold (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) so i'm american and i ball like yeah get them for me and so it's been like over a year processed export mine they charge me 250 a silencer as a tax and then they show up there, and we have to go through this. Well, once they get there, it's fine. We just go get them. But it's like the silencers are $1,500. Yeah. It's stupid. But I,
1: I do love that silencers aren't a thing there. Yeah. yeah. It seems like that's how it is in most of the world. It's hard to get the guns, but they don't care about barrel length. They don't care about silencers. They kind of view things as like it's not a gun, right? Yeah, which seems very fucking reasonable and rational. The NFA really kind of hosed our market. You know, it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's where, you know, like I started the ASA and then Josh Waldron took it over once I was thrown out of my company. But I wanted there to be silencers to be relocated in from a firearm in the NFA to an AOW because that's what they are. Right. To a $5 tax. And I wanted an instant background check and he wanted to become. You know A congressman Yeah And now Which worked out I don't know What's he a surfer now And he like Lives in a hut With a chick I don't know know.
1: I I honestly don't know I haven't talked to him In years So Dave
0: (laughs) So we agree on hunting So we're gonna go to Africa Yep That's
1: right What is there That you need to shoot there You know Kudu is what I really Want to shoot But my plan has been To go shoot a Cape Buffalo And then kind of shoot Whatever I can While I'm there
0: I can help you with that I'm pretty much an expert in Cape Buffalo.
1: (sighs) Yeah. A sable's another one. I think those sable are awesome. We have a yard
0: sable in the Eastern Cape. They're not wild. You're going to have to go to, like, northern Mozambique, Tanzania to shoot, like, the wild sable. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, down south, they're very boring. They'll stand there at the edge of the road and just look at you. Yeah. Really? I mean, I I can slap a sable to death in the Eastern Cape.
0: I've never shot one there because they're so boring. Okay. I'm just like, eh. You know, I like those
2: challenging women. I mean, animals.
0: That's
1: right.
2: That and uh, Roan also kind of just, they'll just stand there. Oh, whatever. Never
0: seen you shoot a Roan. I've seen you.
2: I was standing there next to you when you shot. I know, it. and
0: I went all hardcore, man. Like, we had one coming in. Had one coming in, and I like, you know, took cover, ducked, got set up, made a shot, bam. Shot it on the run. You know, because Dave, I'm pretty
1: much. Super tactical. Yeah. See, that's what I
0: was thinking. Super tactical. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's what the ladies would say.
1: That's right. What do you have,
0: Thomas? What would you say? Go ahead. Go ahead, you funny motherfucker. Skinny G <laughs> motherfucker. Um Yeah. So I think we need to go on a hunt. We'll have a great time. We'll take Ethan. Have lots of laughs. We'll shoot some stuff, but eight six, so it's it's working out
1: for you. It is awesome actually. The fast twist. <laughs> yep. It, it's more than I would have expected. Seriously. Opening up the silencer industry
0: for all these wannabes yeah uh, Thunderbeast, you guys carry them we do cgs yep so silencer shop carries all the real ones and the wannabes so if you want to <laughs> get in there
2: <laughs> has kevin talked to you at all about uh the new steel silencers we got we're working on not that I... I don't think so. Okay. So, we've got a, a new
0: line. So, for 8-6, because uh, that's always been a government project, the military requires no muzzle flash, and so we can't do titanium. So, we have to do steel or something alternative, and uh, steel has no flash. <laughs> and uh, so, we're, we're using steel for those silencers. So, we decided... So, we developed technology for silencers, which I'm sure dead air silencer co cgs all these wannabes are going to copy um but a process to do stainless steel where it's lighter than titanium there's no muzzle flash and we're coming out with a line of those so i'm taking market share daddy's back i mean all <laughs> these punk ass bitches they forgot who did
1: i mean you said it yourself like ac ac in the day you guys were the brand in the day once you left ac sort of fell apart i think that was the line oh if a girl said some shit That's like right. that to me, Thomas, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was on the prize, baby. Um, on the prize. Okay, so uh, stainless steel silencers. So we're coming back with that. So we're coming with the whole line. We've got the 94 Madonna, which is the uh, 4.6 caliber. It'll take everything. It's big and long and black. We have uh, 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 Nomega. No, Yeah, so that's like an Omega and a Nomad, which copied the Trash Panda. Is that, that what you're so actually going to call it? it? No. We're no. coming out with that. So we're coming after your ass. So we have the universal rear mount, which is stupid, but consumers want it because they're uneducated. The universal front mount, we're doing that. Uh, the the 94 madonna the dennis rodman can we're doing uh you know it's a it's a two-piece can modular with all the stuff we're going to do some of the commercially popular things that are not things that you and i like but they're popular and they sell we're coming after that because we're coming to take market share we're coming for your ass all right daddy's home but we are coming with engineers technology and performance and we're going to take over the silencer industry so that's what we're going to do Dave so we're hoping you guys are going to sell it we'll sell it all right what do you got thomas no oh, that was awesome for so for eight
2: six pork chop
0: short mm. chop. we have the pork chop which is a quiet silencer we have the short chop which is what you and i'll use for hunting yeah then we have the tall boy which is 110 db quieter than a 22 but shooting a 350
2: grain bullet really
0: oh okay, okay. My
2: God. awesome so for uh, the and then we got 30 cal we got the speakeasy and the blind tiger yeah which i love both. your names yeah. yeah those are
0: prohibition oh, that's, that's great uh, uh, prohibitional thing uh, uh, pro pro prohibitional, pro, pro I don't know, prohibition. i've been drinking yeah <laughs> yeah against prohibition industrial in age there. kind of stuff yeah, yeah so uh we have the speakeasy which you know that mm, during the prohibition was a bar and then the Blind Tiger meant a place you could go drink illegally. So we're doing those. We have the Architect, which is a modular, totally modular. Is that what you guys named, the Nomad or the Nomega? Yeah,
2: that's one thing.
0: Yeah. yeah, so it's, uh, you know, uh trash pendant and stainless steel with the universal front end cap and universal rear mount. And then what else do we have?
2: You said ninety four from Madonna.
0: So below that, that's it. No, no, there's one below it. What is it? Tall boy. SC eight six can that's really long, but it's still shorter than like a a Titan QD. Okay, it's one hundred and ten dB with subsonic eight six. It it's incredible. I think that's it. Yeah. So we're, we have a whole line of st- stainless steel cans, and also with the Erector Nine, we have a three lug mount, a cherry bomb mount, all these things coming out. So. And then POP, we have pull floats that are Honey Badger SDs. We're getting after it, you know. Awesome. And so we want to be able to supply. So this is a volume thing. I do love
1: those erector cans. Seriously? Those yeah. are awesome. Oh, yeah. Why do y'all, uh, it is widely copied, but why do you like it? Uh, seriously, it goes back to how I shoot everything short and light. <laughs> you know, you throw that in a home defense gun, it still fits in your pistol safe. I, I use like
2: one segment of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The first, yeah, time, it's way quieter than nothing. <laughs> the first right. time I, the first time I picked up the Erector Nine, like, and I, I don't come from guns or challenges. I don't, I don't know shit. No Back shit. in the day, I didn't know even more. Right, so the first time I picked up an Erector Nine, I almost hit myself in the face with it because I thought it'd be a lot heavier. <laughs> so, right, so I picked it up and I was like, "Oh!" If
0: you had busted your brow open, oh my God, would I have loved it? <laughs> and Thomas, you'd have been more dashing with a scar.
2: You know, I often think about that. Yeah. I often think I'd be more dashing with like a nice, like one of these. I'll give you one. Yeah, yeah. give me one. I feel like, like a lightning right bolt scar yeah, right yeah. on your forehead. Yeah, yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know who that is, but I'll give you a scar. All right. Well, well, when you and I inevitably uh, go to fisticuffs, <laughs> dude, <laughs> you weigh what? One of my leg weighs. I'm quick, dude. You don't even know. You don't even know where I'm at.
0: Oh, bless your heart. All right, Dave. So good to see you, my man seriously
1: it was great seeing you i feel like you're a liar (laughs) but okay